Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to their episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in nature, which kind of has, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. You know what I just realized? <laughs> what? I don't know what topic we're discussing. I know, but it'll be kind of fun. I'll just start. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Because like, we went to establish this a few minutes ago and then yeah. we just moved on. Then we just talked about BuzzFeed articles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did. It's amazing what you can buy at Walmart. Um, how much did they get paid for that? Anyway, I got paid nothing for that. That Ugh. Walmart plug I just gave. <laughs> just Never kidding. Mind. Everyone, Everyone goes forget to what you just, just heard. I didn't say that. Scratch that. Edit that. Um, her and nature. I mean, nobody's going to Walmart if, unless we say so, right? <laughs> so basically, I have a friend who's really good at couponing. And she oh. was like, never go to Walmart. I was like, okay. She was like, they don't give you anything for free. I was like, well, <laughs> they are very successful. So maybe there's something to do that. They just give you everything for really cheap. <laughs> yeah, that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I was thinking the other day how <laughs> we had that whole episode on... Well, not a whole episode, but we talked about purity culture and all that. Mm -hmm. And then like three minutes later, Josh Harris left his wife. I know. It was really a weird the timing turn was, of events. Yeah. Yeah. The timing was weird. We even watched the... The documentary. Yeah. His documentary. But that's been out for a while. It's been out since last fall. And so it's like, it was just a weird time for us to sort of... Well, it was... Yeah, and so we didn't get to talk about that, although I don't know that that's really, that yeah, is not necessary, not necessary for what we were saying, but right. it was just weird how we talked about that, and then a couple days later, he was like, this really weird post, like celebratory post of divorcing his wife, right? which is when I was like, okay, he's apostatizing, yeah. because that's not, like, that's not what Christians do. Right. They don't yeah. celebrate. No divorce no and then today he posted that he's leaving the faith yeah and which i guess yeah it makes sense i think it's a weird moment for a lot of people obviously i think you and i were a little young when josh harris was all the rage yeah like, i didn't um i don't think that i well so i like grew up in a culture that josh harris created right but it wasn't really Josh Harris it was just directly, but it definitely right. had an impact on right. a pretty significant period of time. And yeah, it's just, I, I, yeah, I don't think it really changes anything that we even said in that episode, but no. just that it's just crazy to be careful watching that documentary. And yeah, I would say actually now, if you went and watched that documentary, I think you'd have even more special insight. You have more insight into, into <laughs> some of the, yeah, some of the right. stuff that, that happened yeah in there which yeah i mean really sad very sad um yeah i think obviously. some people will 
Some people will celebrate. Some people will be angry and hurt. And people are just going to have reactions all over. My only interest in it is that I think you could see a pattern of life that is dangerous. Like in terms of, like I said, when he posted that, that post about he and his wife getting a divorce, that, I mean, that to me says everything you need to know. Like the fact that it was something that he could celebrate. Right. That's just not a Christian view. Yeah, that indicates where right. he's at. And so I had someone ask me, do you think he's a Christian? And I was like, well, I don't ever want to do that thing where you're like, I know this person saved and this person saved. Right. Like there's no like, you know, you're a Christian. And so now you see other believers like light up in neon green. And so, you know, yeah. um, I want to be careful not to do that. But you can look at the fruit of someone's life and and have an idea of some things you can minimally understand what is fruit and what isn't right and obviously like well, celebrating celebrating sin is is not the fruit of, of a right. believer but you can always hope that someone believers can sin there's a lot of people that fall way way <laughs> off right if they've spent a period of time um, outside of mm-hmm. any accountability or outside you know, right. or in like weird theology or something like that. Right. People will do things. People that are saved will do things that you would Marble. not think. Right. <laughs> right. But, but he's just saying straight up, I'm falling away. Right. Like in his post, yeah. the biblical phrase for what I'm doing is falling away. Like I am not a Christian. This is not what I believe. And then at the end, I specifically want to add to this list to the LGBTQ plus community. I want to say that I am sorry for the views that I taught in my books. And as a pastor, I regret standing against marriage equality for not affirming you and your place in the church. Well, it's just a little innocuous topic, you know? Yeah, no big deal. So. It's not like making people question the Bible. And- yeah, no. Anyway. I mean, for him to pr- pretty specifically point that out, it means he's having this this crisis of conscience, mm-hmm. and he's having it because mm-hmm. he feels bad about what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really strange to well, me. Well, technically, he says he feels bad about what he said, but he was right. reiterating a biblical principle at that time. So. At that time, right. Jonathan Merritt sent him a little heart emoji. Anyway, anyway, I I was just thinking about that. It's, it's sad, obviously. I hope he repents and believes. Yeah. There's children. He has children. This has got to be a difficult time. Anyway, I just also thought it was. Divorce doesn't need to be. This is nothing to celebrate. Yeah. And I don't know. Pray for him. Mm -hmm. Pray for his kids. Pray for his wife. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I was thinking about. Um, you're right about all that stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, I'm I am Joy, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And Summer, I had I was having this thought. Um, mm. Did you ever enjoy the show um, Supermarket Sweep when you were a kid? <laughs> I we didn't have cable. We didn't either. It oh. was like a, it was on a. Was it? I yeah. thought it was on Nickelodeon. No, I maybe <laughs> at some point it would have been like 
the Re- Nick at Night. The Nick at Night. Type thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But they also had, we didn't have it, and it would be like when it actually, I think it was actually just playing. I mean, episodes. Super- like on regular channels. Oh, okay. No, because I feel like my life now is Supermarket Sweep. Well, I was just thinking about it, and I was like, some kids will never know. No, they won't. What that is. What it even and is. And they'll never, like, they'll never get the chance to plan, like, your, your route, plan, through, their the, route. Yeah. <laughs> through the supermarket to spend the most amount of money. Right. Honestly, just have a bunch of kids, and then you can do that. <laughs> well, but then it costs you money. And it's horrible. I think a part of it is that <laughs> this idea that you could go into the store and, like, Right. Nothing costs anything. Oh, well, man. Well, it does cost anything, but the idea is actually to pile stuff right. that you won't have to pay for into a cart. Right. I, I mean, don't know. I get, <laughs> I get it because the other day I was going to go to Costco and I only had two kids with me. Oh, no. Costco. That would be an interesting. Oh, man. It was so stressful. Because Costco. Hmm. That would be like, I would like to see a reboot. A Costco of, supermarket suite. Yeah. <laughs> A reboot. Because everything in Everything's there... getting a reboot now, so let's reboot <laughs> Supermarket Sweep, but bigger. Well, and who's the host going to be? Um, Jane Fonda. Wait, is she dead? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Someone alive, preferably. <laughs> but, um, but we were we were walking into Costco, and my son goes, what's the most money you've ever spent in Costco? And I was like, I don't want to talk about this because <laughs> I know it's about to happen again. Right. And then, of course, it was more because it was my membership was up okay. and I didn't realize so to, it. Like, so I had to tag on $50 and then he saw the total and he was like, this is now the most money you've ever spent at Costco. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> like, I can't get you to remember to, do, to brush your teeth at night, but I can, you will certainly you remember, remember this. how much money we spent at Costco on April 25th, yes. 2019. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> I think my kids will love Supermarket Sweep because my kids are really into game shows. I am not. I'm not into game shows. I just think who like who wouldn't want to go into a store and just dump stuff in? Where would you go? Like if you could go to a store and you were allowed to just you had one minute mm-hmm. to get as much stuff mm-hmm. into a cart as possible. Mm-hmm. Where would you what would you pick? In 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Anthropology. Okay. Because that's the place I could never afford. Right. You'd have to pick somewhere that you couldn't. <laughs> and and you throw one thing in your basket and it's $1,000. Right. So. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. If you pick Target, it's like, well, at some point in my life, I will purchase everything that's yeah. here in this I cart. I mean, how It'll many. It'll just be over a period of time and not How many Neutrogena seconds. makeup wipes do I need? Apolo- <laughs> anthropology can't even walk into. No. <laughs> I would love I to fill up a cart. I might check out their clearance section on their website and still buy nothing. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. That would be my choice. What about you? I mean, I'm inclined towards the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, maybe. See, they don't have. St- I also really enjoy mod cloth, but they don't have, they like, don't a have physical a- store. Right. Right. And then you got me thinking about resale. <laughs> like, what if you just bought? I mean, would it be oh. smart to go to like a Best Buy and just mm. be able to sell? Yeah. 15 MacBooks. That's more work. And honestly, I'm too tired for that. Oh, the Mac store. Computers for life. I don't know. I can't. I would just go to anthropology. But the same computer for life. The 2019 <laughs> MacBook 
Pro, which apparently is great. I'm sure the it is. The upgrade of the newest one is just... I'll find out in 2030 how great the 2019 right. yep. one is. That's where we're at. <laughs> anyway, you guys can tell us what story you would go on <laughs> if we were rebooting Supermarket Sweep. You can call us at 470-465-0475. Leave us a voicemail. Leave us your thinky thoughts. Um, and yeah, that's it for now. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. Maybe I already told you. Maybe we talked about this. Or maybe we talked about it off air. I don't know. I'm tired, so this is going to be a rough one. But um, Joy and I, when we were talking about show topics, and she recommended we talk about truth. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's great. Let's totally do that. I love that. Yeah. This is great. And I, of course, had a whole thing in mind. A whole thing. I had a whole thing I wanted to say. And, yeah. Which this sometimes happens, guys, in yeah. case you didn't know. Sometimes we just come up with a generic topic and then one of us takes a completely different right. slant on it. So I had all these ideas and stuff that we would talk about in regards to truth. And but, you know, it was joy's like her idea specific she brought this idea and was like had a lot of feelings about it and was yeah. passionate about it so i was like you start this like and you mine go. really was like my show was really more about lying right like being consistent about really searching yourself for what a like if you're lying and right ultimately what a lie is and all that right but and different from yours that was not at all what i thought we right. were gonna talk about yeah i didn't I went to go write down notes for this and I was like, I'm actually not going to. I have like a few questions for you written <laughs> yeah, down and stuff if sure. it comes up. Sure. But I was like, I think I'm just going to let Summer take this one because right. I, I know did she not had know. a totally different. Right. I had no, nothing to add to that other than to talk to you about what your idea was. <laughs> okay. So when I think about truth, <laughs> there's a few, there's a few things I think of. Number one. What something that comes to mind is the fact that Christianity, historic Christianity, rests upon the idea that truth is concrete and not abstract. Um, that it's not Christianity is not just some religious idea. It's not some form of like religious truth. Like it is objectively true. Right. Um, and objectively true doesn't mean it's objectively true because we say so. Right. That's actually. <laughs> truth exists outside of us. Right. Like truth is not something that we create. We live in a reality whose rules we did not create. Right. We are creatures that live in in the world as God designed it. Um, so just number one, the idea that truth exists outside of you is not something that's popular in our society at all. Right. You'll hear about, you know, your truth, my truth, um, what's true for you might not be true really for me. Really the closest you get is maybe like a conventional truth. Like it exi that truth exists within outside of us because enough people Enough people say agree that. on it. Yeah. Right. So, so that is like a, a, a strange thing about our society is that really the only absolute there is is that there is no absolute right like that's and this is the opposite of truth like that's not true right um, well and it's the opposite of how someone who's declaring that statement is absolutely living right <laughs> like they're not being consistent at all right 
there are no absolutes, you can't absolutely say anything. Right. And it's it's a paradox and it's I mean, but that's the thing is that when you remove um when you remove God, you can't have an absolute moral standard, you can't have absolute truth, and so you're reduced to absurdity. And so it's absurd to say the only absolute is that there are no absolutes, but that's right. absolutely <laughs> what postmodernism, it's what our culture teaches. Right. Um, obviously we don't function that way. No. Um, there are no airplane mechanics who function <laughs> as though there's no objective truth. Um, when you're building an airplane, it's true that you have to build it a certain way so that the laws of aerodynamics will allow the thing to fly. Right. Um, they, People function. We don't actually function like there's no truth. I just feel like we need gas today. <laughs> right. No, I know right. there's a gauge. I know there's a there's a gauge. Right. But I just feel like we do. Right. And so it's funny because it's like Matthew's here. Oh, what's up? And he brought food. Food for himself or us. He pointed at us. I was about to like lay what's some up? fire down. Hey. Okay. Sorry. This is what I was going to say <laughs> before I got distracted by your husband. It's George's hey. daddy is here. Anyway, that's exciting. Um, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, you want to say hi? Come say hi. Oh, what are you going to say? Hi, listeners. Shout out to everyone in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. He's what? contractually obligated by, by Texas. The, by the state of Texas? Yeah, to say that. <laughs> he okay. keeps trying to take me. <laughs> Tatum's on a road trip to Texas around my due date what? just because I'm pretty sure he has to have his firstborn in Texas. He wants you to give birth like on the side of the road in Texas. <laughs> it's a Texas baby. <laughs> Are we across the state line? Okay, you're good. Okay, give birth. What? Turkey bacon avocado and Italian. Oh, turkey bacon is yeah, my preference <laughs> unless Georgia wants it. No, Thank you. Really this is amazing. Thanks, babe. Okay, so here's the thing. In terms of absolutes, no, we don't like the idea of there being an absolute moral standard that exists outside of us because we ourselves want to be the absolute moral standard. Right. What's hysterical about all of this is that if there is no absolute moral standard, then no one can say with any sort of authority that anything is right or wrong. And that is what our society is teaching us. It's what it wants your children to believe, but just watch. This is a really common example. If there is no absolute right or wrong, and if your truth can be your truth and my truth can be my truth, um, watch how someone lives that out. Because I, I dare you to find a single person with a postmodern view of morality who would be fine if you walked up to them, stole their car keys and stole their car. Right. They would say, no, that's wrong. You can't do that. Right. Why is it wrong? Well, because we all know stealing is wrong. Mm -hmm. I bought that car. I paid for it. I worked for it's it. It's mine. There's yeah. a there's a moral, a moral thing happening right. here where you're saying, no, it's wrong. It is morally wrong for you to steal my car. Except what if the car thief says, well, my truth is that I want this car therefore right. i should be able to have this car if you don't believe in an objective standard of right or wrong you can't tell the thief that their feelings are wrong right and it's funny because people will advocate for this kind of 
moral insanity um, until it comes, until it encroaches upon them. Right. So we don't want someone to murder us. We don't want someone to steal from us. We don't want these things to happen to us. So then you have the argument that, well, you know, enough, most people believe that stealing is wrong. Therefore, it must be wrong. But again, that's a terrible argument because um, if you want to go, you're basically going by the moral majority. Well, that would be really unfair because there's a lot of people in prison who thought stealing was right and they're getting punished for living their truth. Mm -hmm. So why are they living their truth? Because sure. those pe- that's just a collection of people right a society of people it's a whole society of people that actually lived out their truth yeah that said <laughs> s- stealing was not wrong right. i did it because i wanted your thing right and so i took your thing right and i mean yeah they may still may not fall into the majority but i don't even know how f- like i don't know how f- far they would fall into the minority right because i think there's enough people that have stolen sure out there right um, that would say like, yeah, right. depending on the thing. Right. Or some people would be like, right. Yeah, you shouldn't steal a car, but um, yep. you could steal like a candy bar if you needed it to eat. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, well, that's, well. that's fine. <laughs> that's the thing. So if there is no absolute moral standard, you cannot say that anything is right or wrong. And absolute means like ultimate, final to the uttermost. You could at most have an opinion. Right. In the postmodern world. You can have right. an opinion, but it's not actually authoritative in any way. You right. can't put it on somebody else. You right. can't declare it or make it. Right. Um, uh, you can't in good. You couldn't consistently apply right. it to a large group of people because it ultimately right. would just be your right. thing. All you're left with is conflicting opinions. Right. That's all you can be left with. So if there's no, if there's nothing absolute beyond our opinions our feelings then you there's no there's nothing to appeal to between groups or individuals when our moral judgments or feelings conflict there's nothing to appeal to so it's it's a it's a mob mentality um well and some people say the law Right, but the law, but I the, mean, I mean, well then, I mean. Well, what is the law created f- from? Let's have fun with that, though, the, because it used to be legal to own slaves. Right. So are you saying that because it was a law, it was okay? Right. Well, and also, ultimately, like, you're, st- depending on where you're getting your laws from, you're still applying, you're still appealing to objective or subjective truth. Right. So if you are just coming together and creating laws based off of what you as a society thinks Right. Is a good thing. Right. Um, which is done all the time. All the time. <laughs> um, then that is just a bunch of people. That's just convention. You're just appealing to convention again. Or if you want to appeal to the law of God, which originally where the United States law came from. Um, no matter what they tell you. Then you're dealing with a more objective standard. But right. So you're either on our side in that argument or you're also just really appealing to convention still like the law is not totally different from appealing to convention. Right. I think one of the really important things for Christians to understand is that I said it before, and this is just, I've been reading a lot of Schaefer. Like this is just Schaefer. If you're not reading Francis Schaefer, I don't know what you're doing. Well, and if you were into Nancy Piercy, just know that, Francis Schaefer. Like, she's the student of Schaefer. Right. So start with 
Piercy, did you see that? Did you see what I shared? She's she just signed another book. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. I wonder which which thing she's gonna go into. I don't know, but I'm gonna ask her to come on the show again. Um, but okay, so just I, as soon as she's done, yeah, she can send us copies, and then we can have her on. Right, and then I'll <laughs> tell you guys about it. And then just like we'll, as soon as I can know what the book is about, just, I I'd just want to know that right now. <laughs> okay, the point is something that I think Christians are truly letting go of at this point in our history is the fact that our our belief rests on truth. Um, again, not as an abstract. Not as a religious truth, but objective truth. So part of the truth of Christianity is that certain things happened in history. So you have the um, the manifestations at Sinai. You have um, Christ speaking to Saul in the Hebrew tongue on the Damascus Road. You have Christ's open tomb. You have death, burial, resu- resurrection. Like, our entire belief system rests on these things actually for real happening. And that it wasn't just an experience or what a group of men thought they saw or believed they saw. And so we believe that these things actually happened and that God objectively carried them out. So it's not a matter of opinion. This is not a story. These are facts. God actually exists. He actually entered into history. He actually entered into time. And everything that Christ did, his redemptive work, actually took place at a point in time, real time. And so our entire faith rests upon these things being absolutely true. If any of these things weren't true, if you lose the historic Adam... You lose Christ. Right. And so if you take away the idea, if if you add the idea that, well, you know, these accounts in the gospel, they were just, they were what some men saw, some men believed. We can't even, we can't really know for sure that this is what happened. If you take these things away, if you lose the historic Adam, if you lose God's plans and purpose and actual interaction with Israel, if you lose the building of the church, the New Testament, if you lose those things, you might as well just scrap it all, which is what Josh Harris is doing. Right. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really, it's, it's more honest. It's more. If you've departed, if you've departed from Mm -hmm. the historic Christianity, if you've departed from what Christianity actually says it Mm -hmm. believes, there's no reason to rebrand right. Christianity. It's I would. It's more honest to just mm-hmm. depart from mm-hmm. it and say, well, I'm not that. I'm not a Christian. Right. These things, like, they actually happened. They are, they are objectively true. And I think because we live in an age where confrontation is always seen as a bad or a negative, part of the reason confrontation is seen as a bad or a negative is because absolute truth does can't exist in a postmodern society, like in a postmodern belief system, you cannot declare truth, right? You cannot declare right and wrong. And so, but truth 
brings confrontation because you're either you're right or you're wrong. Yeah. That's just that's just all there is to it. And we have lost that, I think, largely as a church. We don't want to confront because confrontation is always a bad. Confrontation is always a negative. It can never be a good thing. Um, well, and it's um, it's been painted as like an anti-gospel mm-hmm. thing. Confrontation mm-hmm. is now considered to be something that Jesus would not have done. Right. And that is not considered loving. Because it can't loving. be loving. Right. Right. And part of that is we we just we lose so much as Christians when we when we lose the idea of truth we when you lose the idea of truth you celebrate leaving your wife right and kids right right i mean it's that's true that's where yep it gets you that's right one of my favorite francis schaefer quotes i have to put this in here he said if christianity is really true then it involves the whole man including his intellect and creativeness. Christianity is not just dogmatically true or doctrinally true. Rather, it is true to what is there, true in the whole area of the whole man in all of life. And you can see this, you can understand this broader picture when you look at smaller instances. So something Nancy Piercy talks about in Love Thy Body is how the biblical sexual ethic is actually the most holistic mm-hmm. and positive view of humanity and sexuality right. that you can have and we're not talking true. about pragmatism no here. no that's another thing is we we mistake like this holistic mm-hmm. view with pragmatism like oh well but you see how having one partner your whole life is very pragmatic and it keeps you from this and it keeps you from this that's not what we're talking about. No, that's right. No, because we believe that we have a creator who designed us to live a certain way. Right. And because what he says in obedience to him is always going to be how we were created to be. Right. Um, and so it's truth is not just this. It, it's the it's the sacred secular split that the world wants us to believe. Well, it's fine. You can have your religious views over here as long as over here in the public sphere you play by our rules as if you can split the two as if, well, this is just, that's just religion. That's nice. That's that over there. And over here you have the public life. It's the secular life. You don't, you can't mix the two, but it's really when we understand that God is Lord over all spheres because he created all spheres that these things can be holistic and can be positive. And, and there's, we all live, it's funny, going back to what I was talking about earlier, we all actually live in the public sphere as if morality exists. Now, we transgress it all the time, but none of us want to have our car stolen, none of us want to be stabbed, none of us us want our spouses to leave us, none of us want our children to dishonor us. Like, we shouldn't shouldn't want people to have the private view that murder is wrong, Right, (laughs) but not the public view. I would like you to publicly live as though murder is wrong. Right. And most people do. Right. um, Because they have consciences and they're made in the image of God. Right. That's it. That's what I had for that. That's great. Those are my thoughts. No, I mean... It's all really important. And, you know, some of that stuff um, comes a little, it almost seems like second nature to us because of what we've been taught and the teachers that we sit under, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But, yeah, I don't even think we've explicitly had this conversation on the, on Sheologians before. Yeah. Like where we've actually, 
I mean, we've had this conversation before, right? But we've never done an episode it just, just it, on it, right? Well, it just guides every. It it's how I view everything, right? Um, it's why I get frustrated when Christians want to speak and act like, well, that's in the church and this is in the public sphere. Yeah, it's like no, actually, God created family, church, government, and in all things, you should be subject to Him, right? No matter where you're at. Yeah. And if it's if it's not true when you're at work, then it's not going to suddenly be true at church. Yeah. Like there's an objective moral standard that exists outside of you and outside of what you're doing that you have to be obedient to in all of life. Yeah. Because you're you're not the judge of what's true. You don't get to decide. Right. What's true, where and when. Right. It either is true or it's not. True. Right. That's right. That's all I had to say about that. That's great. Cool. Okay. Well, hey, um, you can go to patreon.com slash theologians. You can. I'm pretty sure when this episode comes out, we're going to be doing the book club. I'm going to be doing the book club. Um, Joy's going to be having a baby. So yeah, just leave her alone. <laughs> She's having a great time with her baby right now. Um, but you can bug me at patreon.com slash theologians. <laughs> And you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. You can read Nancy Piercy and Francis Schaefer. It'll change your life. And we can see you guys next week. Yeah? Yes. Okay, great. See ya. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)